Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding National Liberal Arts College. And we try to get it done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this 19th edition of the 1853 podcast of Monmouth's 2017-18 school year, we'll learn about Monmouth's latest minor, investigative forensics. We'll also chat with Dan Evers. He's one of the top pole vaulters in NCAA Division III track and field, but instead of track and field, Dan is going to tell us about a project he has with eight-legged creatures. And Monmouth has an exciting new summer program for intellectually curious high school juniors and seniors. Educational studies professor Michelle Holshue-Simmons will tell us all about it. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Before we chat with this week's guest, a reminder about several big upcoming events at and around Monmouth College as the spring semester kicks into overdrive. You have less than a dozen days to see the artworks by former Monmouth professor Lawrence A. Wiegman and his daughter, Clara Lee Wiegman, down at the Buchanan Center for the Arts, which of course is down on Monmouth's public square. The exhibit runs through February 17. For more information, check out the Buchanan Center for the Arts website, and that address is bcaarts.org. Speaking of the Buchanan Center for the Arts, its executive director, Christine Gilbert, will be the featured speaker at the next meeting of the Monmouth Associates. Christine will speak on the topic, Why Art? And that talk will be at noon on Thursday, February 15. And the event will be in the Whiteman-McMillan Highlander Room of the Stockdale Student Center. Cost is $10 a person, and in addition to what promises to be a very interesting talk, you'll also get a delicious lunch served by Mama's award-winning dining and catering crew. For more information about the February 15 gathering of the Monmouth Associates, phone the Office of Development and College Relations at 309-457-2231, or fire off an email to them at alumni at monmouthcollege.edu. Speaking of tickets, now is a good time to make plans to see the next production by the Monmouth Department of Theater. The groundbreaking 1990s play Pitchfork Disney will be presented February 22 through February 25, and it will be presented down at the Fusion Theater on South Main Street. For more information about the production, check out the Monmouth Department of Theater's website, that address is monmouthcollege.edu slash theater, spelled R-E. On next week's podcast, we'll have an interview with the play's director, theater professor Doug Rankin. But before we have Pitchfork Disney, we'll have the 33rd Bernice L. Fox Classics Lecture, and that will be on February 19. This year's Fox Lecture is called Classics, Comics, and America. It will be given by Thomas E. Jenkins. He's a professor of classics at Trinity University of Texas. The lecture will be given at 7.30 in the evening on Monday, February 19, and it will be given in the Patti Auditorium, which is on the ground floor of the Center for Science and Business. There's a story about it on the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu. And there are only two more chances to see the Monmouth women's and men's basketball teams play regular season games this year at Glenny Gymnasium. 
Those dates are Saturday, February 10 against Lawrence University, and then on Tuesday, February 13 against Illinois College. Of course, the Monmouth men are currently battling for first place in the Midwest Conference, so there's a possibility they could be playing in the postseason in Glennie Gymnasium. Finally, don't forget to stop by the Everett Gallery of Hughes Library between now and February 23rd. That's because there's a great show of mixed-media works by Kansas City artist Kathy Lau. Titled Lingering Presence, the exhibit features a collection of large-scale paintings, prints, and mixed-media pieces. There'll be a reception and a talk for the artist on February 23rd. And for more information about that, check out the news section of the Monmouth website, monmouthcollege.edu news. Investigative forensics is the latest minor that has been added at Monmouth College. Investigative forensics is a minor that exposes students to careers and fields related or attached to the civil and criminal court systems. By deepening students' understanding of how evidence is studied and applied in a variety of academic disciplines, investigative forensics equips students with a broad knowledge base to prepare for a wide range of careers. That could lead to possible careers as forensic engineers, forensic scientists, law enforcement officials, public defenders, and forensic accountants. Monmouth history professor Christine Myers and chemistry professor Audra Sestoras are two of the college faculty members involved with this new minor. Christine says the minor's interdisciplinary approach should have a broad appeal to students. As interdisciplinary as we can, we want students who have, maybe they've seen crime shows on TV and they think this is very interesting, to uh, study it and they might come at it from many different ways, uh, communications uh, courses we have in it, uh, digital photography course, history, uh, English, we've got a course on Sherlock Holmes who started forensic investigation really in the pages of those novels, and of course the science approaches, uh, human anatomy, or um, we've got a class on plant botany, field botany, and Audra's class on forensic science. And any one of those could spark their interest in this, and so the idea is that then we'd cross-promote it and say, well, you've got an interest in this, maybe you want to go to law school, maybe you want to write, um, uh, be a crime reporter for um, a news agency, and this would give you a taste of all of those other things. It's not actually going to train anyone for a job straight off, but they'll have a chance to say, yes, I want to learn more about this, and I want to go into that field, get further training, um, maybe go into the police force, go to the FBI, and so on. Christine says that research shows that investigative forensics has become a more popular topic among students. We, we had, you know, data of what students are interested in studying. I think because it's on the TV so much and, and unfortunately both in fictional ways and it's also in the news a lot when we have um, violent crimes or even not so violent crimes that are reported on the news. So it's the sort of thing that is, has always been a part of society and increasingly it's something that is studied in academia and so it's um, something that we can give them a taste of here and then they can decide if they seriously want to pursue it as opposed to sort of a notion that they have that they're going to go and um, write a great crime novel. They absolutely could, but they'd write, they do even better if not only taking um, writing courses and English lit courses, but um, knew some of the science behind it, some of the history behind it to help um, do, uh, have a more well-rounded approach. 
Chemistry professor Audra Sestores teaches a forensic science chemistry course that's required of all students who minor in investigative forensics. She taught the course before the minor was created, and she said it was a perfect fit for the new minor, especially the fake crime scene that she stages in the class. The course is designed for non-science um, students, and so it reaches all levels of students and interests. I kid with the students and tell them, you know, I'm not trying to disguise a chemistry course as forensic science. The course is forensic science. The book I use is called Criminalistics, Forensic Science, Crime and Terrorism. And um, we do things like learn how to fingerprint, learn how to lift fingerprints, look at hairs with microscopes. We also um, learn about analytical instrumentation and we analyze um, white powders, which um, obviously are not actual drugs, but um, um, have the same sort of chemical components. We try to keep it as realistic as possible. At the end of the semester, we have a fake crime scene that they try to determine who, you know, who did, who did the crime. Um, and so they'll interview faculty and students um, in the area. It's a really nice course because I involve not only um, chemistry faculty, but also biology faculty have taught in the course before to teach about DNA, DNA profiling. In addition to the forensic science course, students in investigative forensics take four electives, which must come from at least three disciplines. That gives them an experience that's grounded in the liberal arts. And Christine Myers says that students can choose from a very interesting and diverse range of courses. And then beyond that, they get to take um, electives. They have to take four other credits of electives, one way or the other. So we've got um, a digital photography course, field botany, and human anatomy and physiology, which are both in the biology department. Um, fake news and argumentation in the comm department. Uh, the Sherlock Holmes course. An introduction to cartography course is actually brand new this semester that uh, Tim Tibbetts in biology is teaching as part of environmental studies. Uh, but that is... Um, digital um, mapping, uh, the Violence in Victorian Britain history course, and then the Forensic Psychology course. And Christine says that additional classes could join the minor. And we have interest from people in other departments. Uh, forensic accounting is often uh, part of a program like this, and the accounting department is uh, interested potentially in teaching that. Nuclear forensics is another new area that the government is particularly interested in. Um, different uh, sites for uranium have their own signatures all around the world, and so they would like to be able to, you know, scan a container ship when it comes into port and see um, where materials came from. Um, uh, computer forensics is another one that we'd love to be able to add and um, so we're, we're hoping to reach out uh, more as this grows and have other disciplines involved. That's Mammoth history professor Christine Myers talking about Mammoth's new minor in investigative forensics. You also heard from chemistry professor Audra Sestores. She teaches a forensic science chemistry course in the minor. To read more about this exciting new minor, check out the story in the new section of the Monmouth College website, and that's monmouthcollege.edu news. If you've spent any time on monmouthscots.com, your home for all things fighting scots related on the World Wide Web, you've undoubtedly read about pole vaulter Dan Evers. The senior from Sugar Grove, Illinois, continues to rewrite the Monmouth College record book. 
Over the weekend of February 3rd at the Keck Invitational down in Bloomington, Illinois, he won his event with a new school record vault of 17 feet 4.5 inches. That top mark in the conference is the nation's second-best vault just 2 inches off the nation's top height. That helped Dan earn the Division III National Athlete of the Week Award from the United States Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association. We'll hear more from Dan about his track and field exploits later in this semester, but for this episode of the podcast, we'll hear about some of his work in the classroom as an environmental studies and sustainability major. In addition to his time in track and field, Dan also spends a lot of time on the ground, and that's for his research. Along with biology professor Ken Kramer, Dan collects brown recluse spiders, which is part of his senior research project at the college. As Dan explains things, there's a good reason he's spending time catching the venomous anthropods. Uh, We are measuring the dispersal rate of brown recluse spiders. So he actually has a uh, garage uptown where we drove to this summer, and I placed a bunch of pitfall traps around it. And what we're, we're doing there is we're measuring... Uh, whether they're immigrating or emigrating. So we have a screen down the middle and we're capturing spiders that fall into the traps and we're going to count in the end and compare it to other spiders that fall in the traps too. So we've been working hard on that and uh, we got our data and now we're just counting. Dan says he's learned a lot from working with Professor Kramer who's published papers about his research of brown recluse spiders. I mean just learning different experiences. So after I captured I mean, it's not just spiders you get in the traps. It's many different kind of bugs. And I have no idea what they are or, you know, what's going on. So I just always refer back to Dr. Kramer. He's a genius. He knows it all, you know. And Dan says it's also made a difference for him to study at Monmouth College. We're together a lot. So if it were like a bigger campus, I wouldn't have a lot of time with him, per se, you know, one-on-one. But since this is a small liberal, liberal arts school, it allows me to just pop in his office whenever I want and kind of just wreak havoc in there. And, you know, he's always available for me to talk to him and ask questions. And then I'll be like, hey, can you come down to the lab quick? I don't know what this bug is or I don't know what's going on. You know, can you help me? And then he's like, oh, yeah, sure, I guess. You know, he's always there for me. So that's just been a cool experience for me is just to get to know my professor and just, you know, always refer to him. He's like a friend to me, so I can always go to him and it's, you know, no stress there. I can always just refer it back to him if I need him. And then with Kramer, you know, I've been, once again, out in the field, like certain labs, you know, we'll drive over to places. In one class, I was digging up ferns, you know, I was cutting down invasive species of plants, you know, other stuff like that. So I think the hands-on skills that I've been learning here at Monmouth College will really help me in a professional field, wherever I may go. That's Dan Evers, Monmouth's nationally ranked pole vaulter and a researcher about brown recluse spiders. To keep up with the latest action in Monmouth College Athletics, you can follow the Fighting Scots on Twitter, MC Fighting Scots. You can also follow Monmouth's track and field team on Twitter, ScotsTFCX. Of course, to keep up with all things Fighting Scots related, be sure to check out that Monmouth College Athletics website. Do it early and often. And once again, that address is MonmouthScots.com. Of course, this is the point in the podcast where we remind you of the multitude of ways in which you can follow Monmouth College in the social media spectrum. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash Monmouth College. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and the college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. 
If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat at This Is Monmouth. And don't forget to check out the Monmouth Spotify, where we posted some really cool playlists for your audio enjoyment. listening to the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm your host, Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Starting this summer, Monmouth College will offer an amazing experience to rising high school juniors and seniors. That's when the Scholars Academy at Monmouth College will debut. The Scholars Academy at Monmouth College is an intellectual immersion it's an opportunity for rising high school juniors and seniors to pursue topics of interest at an in-depth college level. Studying in small, discussion-based classes under Monmouth College professors, rising high school juniors and seniors will discover how a college class approaches a subject. They will engage in stimulating discussions, they'll learn from knowledgeable professors, and they'll raise their learning to a new level. The director of the Scholars Academy at Monmouth College is Monmouth Educational Studies Professor Michelle Holshu Simmons. Michelle says that the two-week enrichment opportunity will be ideal for the intellectually curious young person. So the young people who are going to be joining us will experience uh, two different classes. Uh, we have six faculty members who teach at Monmouth College, all with uh, advanced degrees. Uh, and uh, the faculty members will be teaching uh, it, classes that are related to the sorts of classes that they teach here at Monmouth College. Michelle says that the on-campus residential experience will give rising high school juniors and seniors an inside look at college life. Um, having young people come to our campus, um, live in the dorms, uh, have an experience that they wouldn't otherwise have uh, when they are in high school. Um, it gives them a preview of what a college experience is. It gives them uh, um, a taste of studying uh, topics that they might not have access to in high school. Uh, so we're hoping that this opportunity will take intellectually curious young people to uh, a deeper level in some of their interests, maybe expose them to things that they had not thought about before. And Michelle says that the ideal student for the Scholars Academy at Monmouth College is a searcher and a seeker. An ideal student in this uh, for the Scholars Academy would be a student who is intellectually curious, who is open to new experiences, uh, who wants to uh, take a little bit of a risk, uh, maybe be away from their friends for a couple of weeks, um, maybe be away from their families for a couple of weeks, uh, live in a dorm, um, and uh, a student who would like to pursue uh, an intellectual question um, in, in a little different setting than, than maybe they had, have been able to in the past. That's educational studies professor Michelle Holshue-Simmons talking about the Scholars Academy at Monmouth College, which debuts this summer. For more information, check out the cover of the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu. Looking ahead to next week's 1853 podcast, we'll hear from music professor Tim Pale. He'll tell us about a group of Monmouth students who will perform later this year at Carnegie Hall. 
We'll get a preview of the play Pitchfork Disney from theater professor Doug Rankin. And of course, we'll check in with the friendly folks over at the Huff Athletic Center to see what's happening in Monmouth College Athletics. That's going to be a 30 for this 19th edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at Monmouth College. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.